Hey everyone, I'm Kurt. And I'm Luke. Welcome to The Breakdown. Yes. So good to have you back, my friend. It's so good to be back. It feels really good. I mean, we just spent like nearly an hour catching up before the mic yeah, uh, because it's so important. It's good to see your face. I mean, it's really good to be back. So many of us were just happy to see you. See, I got to over talk you because I want you to know how much (laughs) we're happy. So happy to see you yesterday um, when you showed up. So Mm. awesome. So, uh, man, you know, I I don't think you could have come back on a better, more appropriately timed Mm. message from Pastor Zach, which we'll get into in a minute. Um, But just obviously, we do want to hear a little bit about your trip and what God did in you and through you. And I just want to say, um, you're going to hear it in a minute if you're listening, but you know, Luke came back and, and I would just say there's a lot of dialogue out there about our short-term missions trips effective. And if, and if so, what would be the goal and what would be the result? And I just want to say hearing and having those dialogues, I think you are really just like a poster child for the success of, I don't mean that in a negative way, in a mm. positive way. Yeah. You're the, the representation of what the desire would be from a, a missions trip. And of course, yours had some medical components too as well. So just share, man. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. So uh, for those of you who are wondering, the trip was with Light a Candle Ministries. Uh, it's a ministry started by Sean Foyt, who also came uh, on our trip for a, a small portion of it. So if you wanted to get... Um, more pictures or videos, you can find a lot of that on both of those accounts on social media. So you could look up Light a Candle. Wow. Um, you can also look up Sean Foyt. So his name is a little tricky. Sean, S-E-A-N, and then Foyt is F-E-U-C-H-T. Wow. Um, so yeah, if you go on those accounts, there's a really good video and pictures there. Um, and of course, I'm more than happy to talk to anybody at church, if you have questions about the trip, um, if you want to learn more about it, because um, I think sometimes uh, mediums like podcasts, yeah, or uh, videos or photos, they are limited because you know it's a it's a produced uh, product. Yep. Um, and sometimes it's better to just have a one on one conversation, which I am more than happy to do, because uh, I think that what I received there, what I felt the Lord giving me, I know. What he showed me is that it's this is all for everybody. Yeah. And even while I was over there, I still felt very connected to us as a church body, uh, connected to my friends, my family, and uh, really felt that I was being sent there by the Lord as an extension of us. Wow! So it's not, and and that's that's probably that's one of the big takeaways. Yes, we don't we don't do things in isolation. Um, we don't function in isolation. Yep. Um, even before I left, uh, Pastor Zach had, or uh, no, you did, Kurt, you did. You preached about the the body mm-hmm. and how we function as the body of Christ. So we are nothing without each other. Yeah. And so as we serve the Lord, we should understand that we're serving in conjunction with each other. And whatever grace the Lord gives us is now that's now grace that we have to pour out into each other. Yes. Right. So when I was there, it was very much with a mindset of like, Lord, what do you have? I know you have things for me to do here, but what is it that you want to do in me? And mm. um, what are some things you want to show me so that I can then uh, bring that back home with me? Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's really powerful. I mean, just if you want to share maybe one or two testimonies, mm-hmm. again, as you're talking about this, part of the reason I said that you're really kind of a representation mm-hmm. of what the expectation would be 
for a short-term mission trip. You were gone for two weeks, mm-hmm. and you know you number one felt like you were sent and you were a part of a local body. Yes. That it was an extension, not just of this church, but also an extension of who you are, who God has built you. Yes, yes, and, right, and, right. And some of the desires that were in you, and even what you said off the mic that you know you felt like you were just on assignment for this mm-hmm. time frame. That it wasn't, it wasn't contrary or some just experience no, you're no, doing. I, right, exactly. Like I had a distinct sense of like. A, Bottom line, I feel the same today as I did when I was on the trip. That's awesome. Like it's the same awareness of, okay, the Lord has me in this place, in this part of the world today. Yeah. What does he have for me to do? Okay. So it's not like I was transported to another realm and then all of a sudden the Lord downloaded these other giftings, awareness, or a different high you know, while I was there that now when I left and came back here, it's all of a sudden gone or sometimes or somehow shifted. No, it was very much the same. So good. Right. So good. Um, So because the work of the Lord in us transcends boundaries, that's right. transcends borders. um, And we are who we are in him. Um, Now I am a nurse. And when I decided to go to school to be a nurse, I was very excited about being able to, about having a career or a profession that I would be able to use practically in missions. Mm. Um, so those of you who have not made any career decisions, or maybe you're thinking about a career change, think about that. Like what, think about, you know, choosing a job that is also applicable in different settings and can open different ministry, ministry doors. That's good. Right. Um, so this trip was really a fruition of that desire. Wow. Of wanting to go on a medical missions trip. And wow. in the right time, it, it came to be, right? Um, so I was part of a medical team. Uh, my job there was, I uh, worked in the pharmacy. So basically after the patients had gone through check-ins, seen the providers, the providers would check off on the back of the form which meds they were going to receive. And then me and um, the, two, the two girls that were working with me in pharmacy, uh, they would prepare the the order and then we would explain it through an interpreter um we would explain to the patient the purpose of the medications um how they were to take it and and essentially like why they were taking it we got to in- interact with basically every single patient mm. um and it got very busy uh it was very overwhelming the first day for me yeah because i'd never done that job before i never worked in a a, a clinic like this and, um, and you said you were seeing nearly 200 people a day. Yeah, on average, like wow. you're pushing. Like there were some days we saw like quite a bit. Wow. Um, I on I forget the exact total, but we serviced over a thousand. Mm, I believe people it. the through, mm. through through the two weeks. Um, and it was very efficiently done. Like the the clinic was very very efficiently done. Um. So the first day, I was very much, um. Overwhelmed. I don't know if overwhelmed is the right word, but it was very apparent to me like, wow, we are only what we're doing here in a sense is just a band aid mm. for these for for these people's problems that they have. They have nothing. Um, and yeah, like we're going to give you a month's supply of diabetes medication and heart medication, but it's just that it's a month's supply. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the Lord showed me, I was like, well, that's why it's really important that we share the gospel yes. whenever we can. Yes. Um, and that was happening a ton, as much as possible, especially in the provider rooms where there was more, um, more privacy. Yeah. 
uh, we had to be, as our trip leader um, told us, uh, we have to be Jehovah's sneaky. I like that. Because we are in a part <laughs> of the world where you can be a Christian, yeah. but practicing openly and proselytizing, that's, that's a completely different, different story. Okay. Um, and the Lord, but the Lord is revealing himself to people over there. There, yeah. there are lots of, lots of stories of um, people, Muslims receiving dreams, Jesus appearing to Muslims in dreams. Wow. Um, they, a lot of them have dreams of the man in white. Mm. This, this story didn't happen this trip, but one of the other trips that had happened, the team was out for lunch and in the town and then all of a sudden this person shows up to them and says you are the people in my dream and the man in white in my dream said that i should go see you and you would like to be at this be at this spot at this time and you would tell me who he was so jesus reveals himself wow and i and that was like a a big takeaway from me that's good for me is that you know the lord is doing the work but he wants us. He wants to use us. That's it. But he's doing it, he, and we are not the limit. We are not a limitation to him. No, no. This is so good, Luke. And, and part of why I wanted you to bring us on that journey for a few minutes is so everybody could could hear um, sort of the natural things that you were doing that somebody might overlook um, and say, "Oh, well, you know, it's just a medical missions trip or whatever." And, and God just really working through you and showing you. Hey, there are practical needs being mm-hmm. met, and here's your component, and you're right. going to focus on this over here. And even you were telling me, you know, as you're servicing people as they're coming through mm-hmm. the line, you're, you're servicing so many. Oh yeah, you, you can't necessarily stop and pray with right. everyone. And, and that's the thing; it's not that. Oh, if you're on a, if you're in a certain ministry or in a on a missions trip, that all of a sudden you're immune to human feelings. Yeah. You're not. Yeah. You're not. We're not immune to human feelings. There were times where I, and I'll just list off some emotions that I had. There were times where I felt apathetic. Mm. There were times that I felt um, unemotional, um, that I just really felt tired, um, that I felt lonely, um, that I was tempted with isolating. Um, there were all those emotions still happen. Yeah. It, that happens to us. Um, so what did I have to do in those moments? Well, I... I had to remind myself, well, what's the, what's the purpose that I'm here for? Am I here to feel happy? Wow. No, I'm not here to feel happy. Um, and then the happiness comes in time. I'm here to serve Jesus. Yeah. Um, am I here to feel lonely? No, I'm not here to feel lonely. Am I here to have friends? No, I'm really actually not here to have friends. I'm here to do whatever the Lord has for me to do. So good. And then as I reset, and then I, you know, I, I would text people back home and like, let them, you know, confess my feelings, you know, like just say, Hey, I'm struggling with this, or this is, this is what I'm feeling right now. Um, and then they would remind me of the truth. Um, and then as I focus on the truth and focus more on what the Lord wants to do through me, uh, cause that's the thing. Satan tries to get you to focus on yourself and your feelings. So yes. you're not focused on Jesus. Yes. Cause that's where our power comes from. It's focusing on Jesus and asking him to show us what's happening in this moment and how we can cooperate with it, right? So, um, as I as I did that, then yeah, the Lord meets those needs. Like yes. He will meet the loneliness need. That's right. He will meet the unhappiness need. Yep. And as soon as you focus on Him, you're not apathetic anymore. That's, like, that's it. the cure to apathy: is focus on Jesus. Mm. So if you're feeling apathetic, 
just understand what are we told? Fix your eyes on Jesus, yep. the author and the perfecter of our faith. That's so good. Satan's going to try to tell you that you have to um, define your own reality and you have to perfect yourself. But that's not what the Bible says. It's Jesus. Yeah. So everything when we when we don't like how we're feeling or we don't we sense that something's wrong, the answer is look to Jesus. Look to Jesus and then let him give you your next step. Um, so that, that were some, some things that I experienced. And then, um, I would say, I'll just jump to the, the big, big thing at the end. So we did a a home visit, um, on our last day of clinic. And I, I was with two, uh, two girls from the trip, um, and our translator. And we, we went to this house and there were, there were three, um, older adults. It was the husband, I believe his brother, and then, uh, the wife. And we shared Jesus with them. There, there was a, a lot of openness there. And you could sense this was a house of peace. Um, this was a home that the Lord was working in. Um, and there was a desire and an openness to the message. So we wanted to pray for them. And we asked the first gentleman, um, is, is, there, is there anything in your body that you want prayer for? And he said that he had a back problem. He had a, a problem in his lower back, a disc. And so I asked for oil and they brought it and we prayed for him. And well, and, and, and I prayed. I, I was the one who led the prayer. The, the girls were also praying too. Yeah. Um, but this was the first time that I had actually prayed for someone <sighs> and asked for healing in a very specific way. Yes. Um, I've done that before, but I've never seen the healing happen in that moment that I know of. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. So after we prayed, I asked the translator, ask him if he feels any different. And the man said, when you touch me, it feels hot. Mm. Um, and so I asked him to do something he couldn't do before. And this man who was in his fifties, pushing sixties, um, bent over at the waist and put his hands flat on the floor. Wow. It's not even something that I can do. Wow. Um, and it was, it was amazing. Mm. Absolutely amazing. Then we prayed for the husband. He had diabetes, which was giving him circulation problems in his legs. After we prayed, he said it felt like the arteries in his legs had opened up. <laughs> um, awesome. The wife, uh, she had chest pain and uh, breathing problems. So the girls prayed for her. And... After, after they prayed, she, she started laughing with joy and said, I haven't breathed like this in mm. 20 years, mm. 20 years. Now, we prayed in faith. We knew that Jesus could do this, and we believed that he could. Yeah. And there was a sense that these people also did too. Yes. Um, that, that Jesus had been revealing, themselves, revealing himself to, to them. Um, now, I always thought in the past, because it's not that I didn't believe that this could happen. Right. I, I do. Right. I do believe right. this could happen. Right. But I had always thought that if I was praying for someone to be healed and they were healed, um, that I would feel something, mm. that I would feel something happen in me that would be like, yes, the healing is flowing. Like, this is, this is working, right? <laughs> yeah. When I tell you, I felt nothing. I literally felt nothing. I felt like I was in my right mind. I wasn't in a a worship high. I wasn't in a Holy Spirit coming upon me in like this manifesting way in my mind. Nothing. It was literally just walking in the truth 
and believing that the authority that Christ had given me was in me, that he could, so that he could work through me, so good. that he could work through us. Mm. And that's what I came away with. It was, wow, Jesus did this. Yeah. This had nothing to do with me. I don't have to feel anything. None of us has to feel a certain way. That's it. We just have to do it. It's good. We just have to do it. Yeah. Um, and that was that really blew me away. And it's really given me a big boldness now to, well, we just pray for things. Yeah. We just pray. Yes. And you don't have to feel a certain way. It's good. You walk in the truth. That's good. It's literally if it's in the Bible and it it is true. Yep. If the Bible says that you have the same authority, that you have the power that raised Jesus inside of you, it is there. It's good. Whether you feel like the, you know, the the billion volts of it or not. <laughs> this, right? This is so good, Luke, because on the heels, I mean, you know, you're coming back. I mean, you you flew in. I forgot what time you texted me, but when I'm, I arrived uh, Saturday, I landed around 8.45. Yeah, 8.45. You're like, I'm back in the United States. And I'm like, ah, we may see Luke tomorrow. Yep, he's that kind of guy. He'll be mm-hmm. in church in the morning. Amen. And it was so good. Not only were you here, but you were on the platform worshiping. And I got to tell you, this is one of the things that I absolutely loved is that Pastor Zach brought us into this message. And if you watch the way that the Holy Spirit has been moving in the very first month of the year, in order for us to be effective evangelists, and I would say that yesterday's message, uh, Sunday's mm-hmm. message rather, was very evangelistic yes. driven. Oh, for sure. But we have to understand that we're a part of the body. And you just mapped that all out for us at the beginning of, of sharing. And so I love this, that you're coming back and you're saying, okay, I now have an awareness and I have an understanding. Well, I really believe that God is using you to share with us, which you actually said mm-hmm. that your trip was in part to really reveal some things. Hey, this is how we operate. Amen. We don't necessarily have to feel it. We just have to step out and trust the Lord because yes. we're praying in faith and we're believing in faith that God is able and wants and desires to do these things. Amen. Amen. And I just think now about this comparison, Pastor Zach bringing us you know, these four animals that we're looking at mm-hmm. and how we are the sheep. And you talk so much in the beginning of these are the feelings that I had. Mm-hmm. This is what I was going through. Now I could turn to maybe at that point you couldn't, you couldn't turn to the normal resources, but you, you said it. I had to keep fixing my eyes on Jesus. Yes. I had to keep looking for yes. the shepherd because as Pastor Zach was communicating that the sheep have no defense. Right. For themselves. Exactly. There's no defense. There's exactly. no pretension, yep. protection. It's mm-hmm. like, I have to look to the shepherd and then to know, you know what you faced on the trip. You mm-hmm. know what you were going through yeah. on the trip, but you you didn't know what the Lord was already protecting you from right. and keeping you from. He was out there, again, to Pastor Zach's point on Sunday, that the greatest battles and victories we've experienced are the ones we knew nothing about. Amen. And so for you to have right. this experience, it kind of, for me, it ties in the whole thing of... It really produces faith to know that if I'm feeling it is no more an indicator if I'm not feeling it. Amen. You know, just to know that I'm doing, I'm believing, I'm walking, I'm following the shepherd. Right. Right. So Paul would say, be imitators of me, imitate me Mm -hmm. as I imitate the Lord. Amen. And we're following Jesus. Amen. We're doing the things, we're saying the things, just as Jesus said, Mm. I only say the things my father says. I not only do this, the things I see my father doing. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So let's get into the message. Well, yeah, that's yeah. where we're, we're right. We're, you know, just <laughs> let's do it. tackling it and taking a let's look at do it. this yeah. comparison and this contrasting of the sheep and the wolves, the doves and the serpents. And- right. Yep. Yep. Because Jesus is commissioning his disciples to go out. He is. This is what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and I, I love how it, that, that 
what Pastor Zach emphasized right up front is sheep have no defense other than the shepherd. Yeah. Um, because Satan will try to get you to focus on yourself. Mm-hmm. He will get you to do everything he can. He he does not want you to look at Jesus because that's what changes you. That's what puts you in in the right position, in the right order to then be used by Jesus. Yes. Yes. And and it's important to lean back and say, okay, he's always here again. You were talking about that, fixing my eyes. I tend to think of, you know, when we're when we're likened to sheep. I was very, very grateful that Pastor Zach was not bringing up the dumb sheep. It's just been this yeah, resounding thing. It's been used a lot. It's been used a lot. And I'm kind of over it, mm-hmm. you know, because Jesus didn't act like that. Right. And what I do have the image of, and it's so beautiful, is that Maybe once in a while, and you know, uh, a sheep may need to pop its head up and just say, "Okay, am I still with the mm-hmm. group? Am I, you know?" But knowing, okay, the shepherd's there, and the the rest of the sheepfold is here. Um, but even looking into that, say, okay, there's the protection. But even looking around and knowing that you're with the other sheep, and I imagine that as you went out, you know, mm-hmm. to Iraq, and you you knew that you had these connections back home, it, it probably did affirm you to say, okay, wait, while I may be miles apart yes. right now, I know that I'm a part of a local fold. Oh, and, absolutely. And, yeah. Absolutely. And we we need that. We need that because that's where, so that's where it's in this local body that I learned to function in that temporary body for the trip. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. Because you, t- we, I took the lessons of functioning in a church here. Yes. And with Christians here at home and then understanding, okay, so those same principles of working with people, um, understanding their gifting, submitting to their giftings yes. and, and learning to flow together as a team, that gets applied for that temporary body that we had. We were a temporary little church for it's two good. weeks. It's good. Right? Yeah. We had, we had leaders and then we had different giftings within those, uh, within that, within, within that group. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we learn that in the church. We it's, really do. You know, it's not like, oh, all of a sudden, okay, I go to this group and I just magically get a new understanding. No, it's that understanding was already, I, I, the Lord already showed me that from being in a church. That's it. And this is really going to play out. So if you're listening, this is important. This is going to play out in these new greenhouses mm-hmm. and these new idea uh, in this new idea of how do we get back to being so large right. and yet knowing how to operate in mm-hmm. giftings and knowing how to grow with one another. Right. I was so delighted because my heart has always desired. Um, I've only been here for probably about three or four years. Again, some of the leadership were friends of mine for a long time, but being here, being a part of this assembly has been really awesome. But I desire, I desire to break bread regularly mm-hmm. with people and to fellowship in a house. You know, yes. that was one of my great desires. And to hear that this is how the greenhouses are going to be set up, that we're going to be sharing meals together, breaking bread, mm-hmm. um, you know, praying over right. needs. Stop even hearing Zach's, Pastor Zach say, we're going to stop everything, you know, when this need arises and mm-hmm. lean into that because Amen. we're looking at smaller settings, like you just said. But where do we learn it? We learn it when we're a part of the group. Amen. And so I think what we'll be able to do in these greenhouses um, is actually find that sense of comfort and practice. Right. What we'll also see is exactly what Pastor Zach was saying on Sunday too, that while sheep have no defense, they're really good at nitpicking at each other. <laughs> yes. Yes, we are. And so yes, how, we are. How critical, how critical it will be 
to really get that bite under control. And it it may take some redirecting from the shepherd or under shepherd every once in a while. Amen. Amen. And that's why I I really, really loved uh, when he brought up that we don't have a spirit of self-defense. Yes. And we don't live in a survival survival mode of self-defense. That's not how we're called to live. No. We have been given a spirit of reconciliation. So good. And I think that, like, meditating on that and asking ourselves the question, am I functioning from a spirit of reconciliation? Wow. Right? Yes. That's, that's the test. That's the question. And Paul talks about that in 2 Corinthians 5, mm-hmm. where he talks about, um, you know, we are Christ's ambassadors. Again, Jesus is the head, so we just represent him. He's our head. He's the one that that gives us the words to speak, all of that. We are his ambassadors going out. And just as he reconciled us to the Father, mm-hmm. we are to live in reconciliation with each other. Yes. And then we are also given that ministry of reconciliation, of carrying that message to the lost I know. that Jesus is trying to reach yes and we we call them back like we, we we plead come back to god yeah it's so good and and again to pastor zach's point in these past two sundays are really the past three from the beginning of mm-hmm. the year what the holy spirit is communicating apostolically is how are we going to be effective in reaching this lost world and saying hey yes. god has made a way yes. for you to be reconciled right. how right. can we do that yes if we have not fully settled into you know, and it's going to take practice, but really settling into mm-hmm. we're a part of a body. Exactly. We're a part of this group. Exactly. And you're my brother and you're my sister. And Paul says in Philippians 2, I never get old of this. Honestly, it is just where I come back to all the time. Esteem one another mm-hmm. as better than Amen. yourself. Amen. Like look out for the needs of others, not just your own. Like this is the heart and the mind yep. that was in Christ Jesus. Yep. And so as we're yep. part of this group, whether it's at a greenhouse or in the the, the larger group gathering on a Sunday how important it is to make sure that we're esteeming each other. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a, you know, a practical um example from that from my trip. Um, you know, there were the team the team was absolutely awesome and everyone on the team, you could you could tell like the the Lord was very real in all of our lives and the Holy Spirit had given us so many different abilities. And, you know, in the past, I feel like I was more competitive and um seeing God use other people would bother me like mm. where it's like it, it, it i would fall more into a sin of comparison and um and it would cause me to not receive from other people right yeah um but on this trip or in general like as like where the lord's brought me as he's worked that out of me now when i see how the lord gifts other people and by esteeming them better than myself it allows me to receive the grace of their gift. That's so good. And that, so that's the key. Yeah. That, that's what we get when we esteem others better than ourselves. Then we see how the, how the Holy Spirit has gifted that person. That's good, Luke. And when you see that, because Christ wants to give you that same gift. Come on. But we receive that grace. It's imparted to us mm-hmm. in the body. And when I look at you like, wow, look at how amazing Jesus has made you. Look at how, how you are filled with so much peace. Look at how you just exemplify the grace of Jesus or the, the, you know, the boldness of Christ. Mm. When I see that, the Holy Spirit then quickens that inside of me. That's He's like, good. okay, you saw that. I can now use that in you too. Yeah. 
Well, this brings up the the point that a lot of faith is really caught in relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, part of the reason that we cannot be isolated is because wolves hunt in packs Mm -hmm. and they're looking for, you know, that one that's getting lost and drifting away, hasn't been staying with the group. Mm -hmm. Um, And here we have, when I stay with the group and I'm not nitpicking and I'm not aggravated at the others that I'm bumping into around me or, or this one who's whose wool has grown too much and it really needs to be sheared, you know? Right. And right. I'm, I'm not getting agitated by all mm-hmm. these things. In fact, I'm seeing the gifting that arises in them. Um, it actually keeps me with the pack and helps me stay away from those wolves that are lurking. You know, we have an adversary who is lurking and looking to devour. Um, and I was even thinking, you know, as you were talking here, um, just this concept that, that Pastor Zach was bringing up about the the relationship and faith, that faith is really caught through relationship, not just great teaching. Right. Well, because God is a relational God. Yes, yes. And it's not, you know, it's not that having the right answers is wrong. No, we, we need to have the right answers. Correct. We, we need that knowledge, yeah. but God cares more about our relationship with yeah. him, right? Yeah. He, it, it, he gets that relationship back through Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then the Holy Spirit comes inside and is our teacher. Yeah. So it's relationship it. first, first yep. <laughs> then so good. knowledge and growth so and good. application. And that was so good. I don't know if you caught the message from last week, but we're kind of hearkening back to that that area of fathers will impart and teachers. Oh, really I didn't get to catch up you'll, on that. I, I really wanted to, I but the time zone change was really tough. Oh, I can imagine. So. <laughs> you, were, you were texting me, I think, when I was going to bed. or I don't know. Yeah. It was just crazy. What is the difference? It's an eight hour. Eight we, hours. It, Iraq is eight hours ahead. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, what day are you in, Luke? And what yeah. day am I in? Yeah. So The future always looked great. Oh, that's so. awesome. <laughs> so really quickly, I mean, we've already dialogued so much. And I want to say this too. Pastor's acting an excellent job, really, of breaking down his own message with these concepts, but we're not lone wolves. You know, if we move from the sheep uh, likening to, uh, or simile, we're not just uh, lone sheep. We're a part of this group, but we're not lone wolves either. We right. are, we're not even the wolves. No, no, we're not. This was a beautiful point. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's You're a so lonely sheep. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and plugging in and recognizing that, and Jesus is the one who goes out to get that one and leaves the 99. Then moving forward to this, this play of the shrewd and soft, one of my favorite comparisons and, and contrastings here is that we are called to be as soft as doves and as shrewd mm-hmm. as serpents. Yeah. And, and just that understanding of, okay, we tend to think of shrewd in like a negative sense, but Jesus actually chastises the early believers and says, you know, the sons of this world are more shrewd than the believers right. and the sons of God. And right. you really need to be shrewd, having the knowledge and knowing when and how mm-hmm. to use it. Amen. And yet making that decision to, although we have the shrewd mindset, and this is going to come into play in the greenhouses, all we, although we can be shrewd, we have to follow the dove, which is the spirit. We're listening to the spirit of right. God. Right. You know, because Peter talks about, you know, always be ready to give a defense. Yes. To everyone who yep. asks for a reason of the hope yes. that is in you. Yes. Right? Yep. So we have to be able to give an answer. We have to respond with knowledge. And that comes from meditating on the word. That's it. That comes from growing in relationship with Jesus and with each other and asking the Holy Spirit, reveal to me the truth mm. that I can take from this situation, from this lesson. What's the truth that I can carry with me and speak to myself when the feelings aren't always there? Yeah. Or when I need to 
give a defense or you know explain to someone how to walk through that same situation that I walked through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even even understanding um, this as again as you're talking and I'm thinking about your trip and I'm thinking about what the Spirit's been communicating over the past three Sundays. Even looking that looking at that evangelistically, mm-hmm. that I am led by the Spirit evangelistically, mm-hmm. but I have the shrewdness to communicate in that time. Yep. And even just this past week, the Lord led me to two individuals um, over at Walmart, one of my favorite places. I love going in there and just being sensitive. And the Lord had been working on me for really several months. There was at least yep. a couple individuals that I knew of, mm-hmm. and God was speaking to me, and the Lord gave me the perfect time to really communicate. And so there was the sense of, okay... I was being spirit-led, but then there was the shrewdness to communicate that direct word that the Lord was saying. And I right. really believe, as yeah. we study this out in School of the Spirit, one of the things with the heart of evangelism that we're communicating is how important it is to be spirit-led. Mm. Oh, 100%. And then and stepping out. You have to. Um, you know, that was a, a big theme in our uh, debriefings and when we were talking with each other as a team. Uh, back at the house or with my roommate at the hotel. Um, when we were in Iraq, we there was a, a level of boldness because yep. we were on on mission yep. in a, in a more it. focused way, right? Mm-hmm. And we're in a, a closed country where, where people can't openly serve the Lord without, you know, some, without significant pushback. And, and for believers who convert from Muslim to Christianity— um, they are at fear of their lives. Like cause if their family finds out that they've converted, they can kill them and people will not cause it, make an issue of that because wow. it's like an, it's an honor killing wow. at that point because they betrayed the faith of their birth. Wow. Um, and we were bold in wanting to share the gospel with people and asking people, um, can I bless you? Uh, can I pray for you? Can I, and even using the, and, and talking about the name of Jesus, because mm-hmm. it's the name of Jesus that changes things. That's it. That's it. Um, and we, everyone was, we were all came to the same conclusion of if we're going to be bold here mm. in Iraq, why the heck wouldn't we be more bold back home in the U S mm. where we are not in fear of our lives? Like yeah. at the, at worst, someone's just not going to like it. Yeah. You're not, you can't get fired from your job for sharing your faith here. That'd be religious discrimination. Mm. Um, we have a lot of protections here. So y- make use of that and allow, the, and allow the Holy Spirit to use you. We limit what the Holy Spirit can do f- through us. Yes. Because we're in, we don't have the right mindset yeah. a lot of the time. But just walk around. And, and if you're sensing, if you have the thought, Oh, the Holy Spirit wants me to pray for this person. Just ask them. Yes. Hey, um, you know, I can I pray for you? Is there something that you would like prayer for? And then just see where it goes from there. Like yep. that's all you have to do. It, it's so good. You talk about the importance of stepping out, Luke. And and again, as Pastor Zach kind of put the end cap on his message, do not worry about how or what you are to say. Correct. But the Holy Spirit will give you in that hour what yes. you are to say right. because it is not you, but the Holy Spirit who is in you who speaks. Right. And he sp- and I love this. He he really taught me something. The Holy mm-hmm. Spirit is speaking first to you. Right. And that changes you. It does. It changes you. It does. Yep. And then it comes out of your mouth. Right. And it's like, okay, there's so much in that that we could spend time on. But as somebody who has tried to build this in as a practice. And I love what you're saying. There's, there's a couple elements mm-hmm. here. Number one, 
We're not relying on our own ability or inability. Moses said, I, I, I can't talk. You know, I stutter, I stammer, whatever it is. But God wasn't even like, okay, fine, I'll give you Aaron. But, you know, God would have used Moses. Mm-hmm. Like, let's not give the Lord. And then Lord... Moses does a lot of talking. He does. I which was is gonna kind say, of is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is where us Bible people get caught up. But let's just, let's trust the Lord that the greater one is in us. Yep. Let's step out, as you said, and then let's not have it all calculated before we step out. Let's trust the Holy Spirit who will speak to us mm-hmm. in that hour. Right. And we share what he, he reveals to us. Yes. Yes. And. And when he changes you, it's not always, you're not always going to feel the change happening. It's think about growing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For certain parts of our life, we feel growing pains, Mm -hmm. but there's time, there's seasons where all of a sudden you look in the mirror and you're like, whoa, that changed, but you didn't feel yourself growing or changing. Mm -hmm. It happened. And it's just like that. Step out in faith and just just speak, know the truth. And this is why we do have to accumulate knowledge yes. in a very practical sense so, through the word, yep. through other people. But it's not knowledge for knowledge's sake. That's right. It's not knowledge that we can be proud of knowing the right answer. Mm-hmm. Um, it's knowledge so that we can, the Holy Spirit can draw on that. Like, oh, you know that passage you read? That's right. Yeah, now's the time. Now's the time to share that. Now's the, chi- the time to draw on that and use that. That's so good. Which you see, you will see. And and I'm sure every one of us can relate to some experience of that. And you're like, I didn't know I knew that scripture. And it was there. And it was there. The Holy Spirit logged it and Mm -hmm. knew it was going to come up. Right. So, Luke, I just had this sense as we're kind of coming to a close that you really need to pray uh, over us with with what the Lord revealed to you from Iraq and and how you're coming back. Amen. Amen. So, just turn to you, brother. Father, we just thank you that you you are always with us, that you set us in spiritual families and a spiritual home. And so, Father, I just pray that we would uh, have a deeper awareness of where it is that you've placed us, Mm. how you are meeting all of our needs, and how you really want to move through us. You want to move in us Mm -hmm. to change us, and you then want to move through us. To, to speak to people that you bring across our path. Yes. Uh, and Father, I just pray that um, we would all have a deeper grace to share and be bold. Mm-hmm. I pray over our church family that we would act boldly, that we would act in humility, and that we would have so many testimonies this year Thank of you. how you have used us to uh, shepherd one another, grow together as sheep, and also how we've been used to bring more sheep mm. into this fold. Mm-hmm. Um, that there would be so many stories that um, it would be like just like a you know as like the sand on the seashore, Thank where you, Lord. there's just testimony after testimony after testimony. And Father, I do believe for that. Uh, we do believe for that because we know that that is your heart, um, and we can say that with confidence. Um, and I just pray for anyone who is uh, struggling to see themselves the way you've, the way you've designed them. People, so I pray for anyone that is um, fixated on their own lack, um, that's focused more on their shortcomings and not on the the Holy Spirit inside of them and yes. the giftings that that you are um, unlocking within them. I pray that they would look to you. Um, that they would find their strength in you and know that it's not up to them to muster up the right feelings mm. or the right words, but all they have to do is follow after you and just point the people around them to say, hey, I'm following after Jesus. Come follow him too. 
And so, Father, I just uh, thank you for all of this. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, Luke, thank you so much once again for sharing just a great story. Uh, You may need to go back and listen about what the Lord was doing during that time. Oh, I really want to. Yeah, that's really awesome. Good. Well, hey, I am Kurt. And I'm Luke. And that's The Breakdown. Thanks again for joining us. We'll catch you next week. Bye, guys. Bye.